At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The following is an encore presentation of Press This, the WordPress community podcast. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering 10 critical UX heuristics you can use to build better websites. And joining us for that conversation is Jackie D'Elia of UX All The Things. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. I love that I got your last name correct in the pronunciation and then I mispronounced UX All The Things almost. Uh, UX All The Things is correct. <laughs> Good deal. That was, the, that was the maybe the easy part. Uh, but for those of you tuning in, in this episode, what Jackie's going to cover is basically 10 usability heuristics, um, you know, frankly, that you can use to build sites that are not only just beautiful, um, but a joy to use. And I think in the kind of site building community, a lot of people pay lip service to UX, but don't really have a lot of processes and meaning around what that means. And so I really wanted to take this time today here with Jackie to kind of unpack that a little bit and hopefully arm you with the UX tools you'll need to build, again, not just beautiful websites, um, but sites that are a joy to use. So Jackie, to kick us off, I'm kind of curious, um, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started with all this WordPress stuff? My WordPress origin story started back in 2007. I was running an e-commerce home and garden website, and I was looking for uh, a way to do a blog easily for the website. And so that is how I discovered WordPress. I think I was looking at a couple of different options at that time, but for some reason I chose WordPress and uh, that stuck. So I used that through that entire process. I sold that business in 2012. And then I started building websites for clients because I had designed and built the e-commerce site 
Um, so I just started doing work for clients. 2007 was an exciting year for WordPress. That was when widgets and short codes were introduced. I don't know if yes, you remember way back then. I do. <laughs> this big moment where everybody was like, oh, I guess I can use WordPress to make a website, not just a blog. Was that exciting for you during that time to kind of be on the kind of cusp of that? And I it guess was. And at the time when I came in, I was looking for a blog at that time. I was actually had my site built on the Yahoo store platform. Back then, that was a a really good option for, for what I wanted to do. Um, but they just didn't have an easy way to publish content and um, in a blog platform. So WordPress was great there. And of course, as time went on, I realized that, you know, I could do a lot more with WordPress. And then once I had sold my business, I just dove in and started doing client websites uh, in WordPress. Awesome. And so now you're involved among many things, I guess, but one of the, the main ones here is UX All The Things. So could you briefly tell us what UX All The Things is? Sure. Uh, this year at Pressnomics, uh, a colleague of mine, Kathy Bosco and Monique Doubleman, both were at Pressnomics. They were talking to a lot of folks there, a lot of successful entrepreneurs, and they discovered that there's a clear need for usability testing, UX consulting in our ecosystem, in the WordPress ecosystem. Um, I've been working with Kathy for several years on lots of projects that we've done together. Hadn't worked with Monique yet, but the three of us got together, had some great conversations and decided that we were going to collectively bring our UX expertise to the ecosystem. So like we're your A-team for user research, UX design and usability testing, and that includes accessibility testing. Awesome. Yeah, I know I got to get to know Kathy a little bit there at WordCamp US. I remember she was doing the UX surveys around the media component in WordPress, which I know you know, and I think some of the listeners here also know that our often host of Press This, Anthony Bruchel, is the maintainer of the media component, who is also tackling UX from another angle. So it's really great to have these moments at conferences where people can connect and kind of come away with having maybe something more meaningful than you were able to accomplish on your own. So that's really good to hear that same kind of story around the origin of UX, all the things. Um, but now I want to kind of dive into the topic at hand, which is, you know, really how people can, you kind of mentioned there's this great need for UX expertise and practices within the WordPress community. So really want to kind of dive into what all that means and how people can think about UX relative to the sites they're building. So let's start with the easy one. Um, what does good UX mean to you? I mean, that, that, that word UX, user experience, means so many things to different people. What does it mean to you? Yeah, UX, I define UX as just the experience that a user has when they're using a product or service, right? How frustrating or how delightful it is to accomplish a task. So for me, um, good UX means a user is able to accomplish a desired task with minimum effort, and they feel really good while they're using the product. Um, so it has usability, which includes accessibility. So users are able to learn how to use a product easily. It looks good, so the design is visually pleasing, but it also feels good. So the design brings nice surprises for the user. Like an example, like MailChimp, when you get a high five when you launch a campaign, it's, it, it makes you feel good when you're, when you're doing that. So that to me is what good UX means. You know, it's funny, I think if I asked 100 people that question, most answers would be anchored in the how, 
And it seemed like you were kind of focused on the outcome, meaning that the good UX means essentially visitors who are delighted and, and happy to use your software, not just kind of a set of criteria. Is that how you tend to think about things? Yes, because the outcome is what's most important here, right? So you want to create or build a product, whether it's a website, an app, a, a digital product of some kind, you basically are building it for a user, right? So you want them, number one, you want them to be able to do what they need to do with it. You want it to look good, right? So that it's visually pleasing for somebody to see it. But you also want them to feel good while they're using it, which is just puts all of that together. So if you do that, you have a successful product or you have the, the real good chance to have a successful product. It could be lots yeah, of other factors. Yeah, and that's, I think that's such a great way to look at things. It reminds me of a story recently. My cousin owns a tutoring business and she was making her website and she had designed it using Comic Sans. And I think, and she had a designer friend that lamented her for that or just, you know, really railed on her for that decision. And, you know, it, to me, that was a reflection of a designer saying things should be this way based on how I think the world should work. And my cousin's point, she kind of actually kind of yielded on this, but I kind of encouraged her to stick to her guns, was that her target audience liked Comic Sans. They chose it in the PowerPoint presentations and other things they were building and using, and that her audience appreciated it. And that if that was true, that that was the correct choice. And it didn't matter what the designer said with their design sensibilities or rules of best practices, that the outcome was actually to please the user, not to please the designer. Is that also kind of how you think of things? Exactly. Uh, user research is the, probably the first thing you should be doing, right? So find out what your users want, how, how users, what they need, and then you can design something that meets those needs. And for, for all designers, I've had the same problem where you think you know what's best for a specific situation, but you haven't had taken the time to do any research to find out what users really want and how users are going to interact with this and what pain points they have while they're doing it. So if you do some user research, whether you do qualitative research or quantitative research, and qualitative basically is where you're doing uh, what Kathy was doing at uh, WordCamp US, which was interviewing people and asking them specific questions and recording their responses versus quantitative would be like rolling out a survey and letting a bunch of people take a survey and then aggregating all of that information. So um, yes, those are really important things to consider. I like that. It's basically the old saying, you can't design the label from inside the bottle. You've got to get out of it and see it from the customer's point of view. I think that's a very good piece of advice. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. 
Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The following is an encore presentation of Press This, the WordPress community podcast. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. Of course, you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WebmasterRadio.fm. In this episode of Press This, we're going to be covering uh, what I consider to be a super interesting topic, unconversion rate optimization. In other words, how can you optimize the sites you build to derive value when visitors do nothing? And joining us for that conversation is often SEO and sometimes CRO and search marketer, Mr. Oliver Whittem of WP Engine. Oliver, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, really what we're going to be covering in this episode is really these ideas and this concept around how can I you be optimizing your sites um, to convince visitors essentially to not do anything and have that be a way to drive value. So some ways uh, brands do this is trying to reduce their cancel rates, 
maybe alleviate refund requests, um, reduce support costs, and a, a number of ways of basically encouraging users on your website to essentially take no action um, that hopefully will drive value for your business. So I think when development and design teams start thinking about creating an experience, I think one of the most common things for people to focus on is user experience. As a matter of fact, our last episode um, with Jackie of UX All The Things actually covered quite a bit of this notion of user experience or UX. And in unconversion rate optimization, this can actually be a big enemy. Um, Ollie, I know you've worked on you know, a variety of projects and sites over the years. How often do you find people throw around this, this notion of UX when thinking about designs? Yeah, I, I see UX pop up quite a lot. Um, usually it's, it's kind of driven by designers, but um, it originated in programming. And what I see often is people focus uh, on looks um, more so than uh, just straight up, uh, this is what we want to test. And um, when you see user experience, um, the good ones will test, but a lot of them will just throw up there what they think is going to work. And I find that it's, it's important to try and figure out what actually works. Sure, and this notion of user experience, and, and you start to think about pages that you may be creating on your site, and one page you may end up creating is a cancellation page. Now, if you take a user experience view of a cancellation page, it has a job, and that job is to help the user cancel. That's its job. Um, you may have some other jobs for that page to do, like try to understand why they're canceling or whatever. Um, but a lot of cancellation pages are actually quite simple and easy to use for the user. So therefore, you would say that they have maybe a score 100 and have a score of 100 for user experience. You've delivered a cancellation page that makes it really easy to cancel. But if you think about it from a value perspective, of course, canceling is the worst thing in the world someone could do, especially if what you're optimizing is a site for a business that has recurring revenue. Of course, the same can be true of refund pages. So you have this uh, balance, if you would, of suffering and joy. The joy of being able to quickly use the uh, cancellation page to cancel with you as the marketer, you as the developer, trying to say, hey, maybe there's some reasons why you shouldn't cancel. And if you think about it from your perspective for a minute, your goal is not to get them to fill out the form. Your goal is to get them to do nothing to find value in the service or the product and to not take action. And I think that's key to really understanding um, unconversion rate optimization. So conversion rate optimization is generally the practice of optimizing your site to encourage visitors to take action that drive value like buying or signing up for a newsletter where unconversion rate optimization is the opposite. It's the practice of optimizing your site to encourage visitors to not take actions. So um, we've talked about cancellation pages a little bit, and I think, you know, this is obviously cancellation and refund pages are, are some of the areas where you can get the most value from this kind of work. I'm trying to discourage people to uh, not do something, then of course seeking a refund or stopping payments is, is one of the first places that I'm going to stop. Um, Ollie, just as a user and someone that's built and optimized sites, what are some of like the common elements people include on cancellation pages? 
Yeah, so and first off, you made a great point about the user experience being to like deliver the best value to the user. If, uh, if you're a user experience designer, you've been given like the story of a user wants to visit this page to cancel, they try and make that easy and seamless, but it's not necessarily what is best. Maybe the user didn't know something, or you know, and you can tell them about that, or maybe they'll be a returning customer in the future, in which case you still want it to be uh, easy to cancel. Um, but on terms of on a cancellation page, of course you have the cancel button. Um, there's often um, a discount or a resubscribe, um, some way to kind of bring the user back. Um, but what you will find a lot of the times is the cancellation page itself just hasn't been touched at all. It's basically just a blank page with a button, which is a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think where a lot of people, you know, you kind of made the point that a lot of them are, are kind of, in a sense, not touched. I mean, they exist, of course. I guess in that way they were, you know, created, but people don't really think a lot about optimizing those pages. Um, what I personally find somewhat frequently is people are pretty good about uh, trying to convince the user to not cancel. So they may uh, list some bullets with some reasons about what you're gonna lose from canceling. And then I think the other thing that people do a lot of is ask the visitor why they're leaving. Why are you canceling? Why are you requesting that refund? And I'd say that um, in general, people aren't really optimizing their cancel pages like in an ongoing way, but I do think they're using the information they get, particularly around those cancellation surveys to help inform um, how they should approach their service, um, their support, anything that might be driving that cancellation. So if you have a cancellation page um, and you uh, list, say, reasons why someone shouldn't cancel, I think the one thing to observe is you can use a little real estate there. You can tell a more complex story. You can provide links. This is one of those uh, times where we talk about CRO and everybody's like, don't link off the page. Keep them in landing page jail. Don't give them paths somewhere else. The exact opposite is true in unconversion rate optimizations. Link to that article that explains why the service is valuable. Link to that tech support article that explains how to do that thing that might be a reason they canceled. Um, but go ahead and take up a little real estate there. Go ahead and link off the page. Those are really, really valuable techniques. For not just like, you're not trying to like trick the user to not cancel, but rather give them reasons why staying is valuable and then give them information that helps them to overcome a challenge they might be facing that might be driving them to cancel. I think another mistake a lot of people make on uh, the exit reasons, like why are you canceling, why are you unsubscribing, like those kind of questions, is they list them in the same order every time. Uh, Ollie, what do you think happens when you list things in the same order every time on a cancel page? Uh, people probably pick the first one. <laughs> yes, the, yeah. fir the first yeah. one always <laughs> wins. And uh, as a matter of fact, I work for a company that did this, and it was uh, quite telling every single time we ran the report, month over month over month, the top reason won. So this is why I'm a huge fan when you have those exit surveys of providing, um, or basically randomizing those results. So of course, people will still tend to pick the first one, but by randomizing the results, um, you essentially like equalize the inaccuracy. Every answer has a propensity to be first and thus be picked by default. And so um, when you have those exit survey questions, why are you canceling, why are you unsubscribing, randomize those, otherwise um, you will not necessarily get good data. I think the other thing that people don't really pay attention to in those exit surveys 
is to give the counter reason to it. So for example, if you say, um, I'm canceling because it was too hard to set up. Um, well, guess what? You could link to a support article that explains how to set up or offer them to contact support. In other words, you don't just have to give up. They told you the reason right then. They chose it. So use that as an opportunity to surface content that can help them solve that problem, help them get past that issue that might be driving them to cancel and provide uh, essentially more value. The user's essentially not doing anything at all on that cancel page because you were able to answer their question. Um, and I think the last thing on those cancel pages is give the customer the option to downgrade. Sometimes somebody just wants to save money or find another path um, that's not, let's say, the default service they're buying. So give them also the option to downgrade in addition to cancel. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. A reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. Subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.